Hello, 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 and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the second episode of the third season of The Center, part two, written by Adam Bernstein, direct, well, directed by Adam Bernstein, written by Nina Braddock. This episode premiered February 13th of 2020. And I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10. We're continuing that upward trajectory. I like to see it. I knew I wasn't going to be disappointed, though, because Matt Bomer is my boo. And I love him. (laughs) And I really like how creepy Nick Haas is. And I know I gave a shout out to the actor, but I don't quite remember his name right now. And I am nowhere near somewhere I can Google real quick, but he's doing it for me, too. Uh, the weakest link seems to be Parisa's character, Preet's, um, only because if that was my husband. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into the recap. Jamie is recalling how he put on romantic music for his friend to die to listening, <laughs> or die listening to, while gently removing blood from his eyes. He spends a lot of time in the bathroom underwater thinking about this, then greets his wife Leela and decides to abstain from all stimulants, weed and coffee. Detective Soto is really trying to be Harry's partner. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Look at me. I can be Santa Field. What you doing? I was up all night. I've been thinking about the case, not my children, <laughs> because this is 10 times more exciting. Just read me in, bro. Read me in. Let me help. He wants to know how Nick got that cut. That is what Harry is trying to figure out. How did they meet up? When did they meet up? He then gets a call that Sonia's weird ass has showed up at the precinct looking for Harry, the one with the beard, to report that Jamie was back on her property. While I get her agitation, Harry could easily have said, well, you know, it's not that weird. If you're trying to give someone a bullshit story, at least make it believable. And it would have actually been... I mean, it's not too out of the realm of possibility that someone would revisit the scene where they lost a loved one. I don't know why she accused him of doing fuck all, but she also could have just said earlier, I have reasons to be concerned because he did say, would you like to go somewhere and talk? She said, I got the meter running. Like, this is not a drive-by conversation. Do you want help or not? She feels creepy and Harry is drawn to creepy people so i do see both of them with the way in which they are shitty communicators when it comes to their personal feelings on any type of spectrum would probably be a good uh, fit jamie explains his accident to student emma but does not approve of her recommendation letter or her yeah it's a recommendation letter expressing that she doesn't want to present herself to the world superficially this is not going to help you stand out. You're just basically, he had her write it herself. And I have a really huge scene with one scene in this, or problem with one scene in this episode, which made me dra- drop the score. I also apparently cannot talk, but 
it's Friday, so. Weird how he said strange that some letters should determine your fate. Weird as in why did it sound so ominous? Harry is following Jamie and runs into him while he's picking up the dogwood tree. Why are they planting this tree? I do not know, but I guess it's for the baby. Pretending to be a customer and with all his uh knowledge about trees, you think he'd be an employee. He covers his base as well, stating he went to the property to apologize and i am talking about jamie and inquires about the grid and what they are searching for harry tells him it's just about wrapped up it's standard protocol then asks how he is processing his friend's death just when he realizes harry is fishing or has an inclination harry grabs his plant realizes i gotta get out of here before he gets or before he leans into his suspicions and imposes himself on him for Sunday to come help plant his tree because he needs a tool for that. I'm sure at this plant store he would have found a tool to assist him. But then again, free is free. Turns out Jamie called Nick after 18 years of no communication or at least not seeing him because he did, does mention text and email. Having cut him off and he says when someone calls you after rebuffing you after that period of time then i need to look them in the eye and get a reason for why that was all jamie could say is he's sorry he's starting to drink he got his friend to drink but his friend says i don't drink anymore but you can do so they have a weird dynamic that i really love i love the really creepy i mentioned creepy 20 times but there's <laughs> no other way to describe it but the chemistry, the very dark chemistry going on between them. Soto shows footage of Jamie coming home three days after, or coming home drunk three days after the or before the accident. Hammered, which in itself isn't anything but corresponding with Nick's credit card, definitely leads to a restaurant in Manhattan for Harry to follow up on. What was it called? Sibiato? Sibiato? Sabato? <laughs> <laughs> wherever it was i sure as shit ain't eating there and i want to that steak looked delicious harry talks to a witness who attempts to get relations before uh, public relations before admitting that nick attacked another diner did he really attack though more like he was rude to another diner because all he did was put their phones in they i mean it's offensive don't get me wrong <laughs> they had to call security kick him out like what the fuck are you doing especially when she went back and there was blood on the table so he requests the security footage at a couple's dinner mitch and his lover didn't catch his name but he was a tall drink of mocha latte the latter asked how jamie is doing over the loss of his friend because he's sitting over there in his own universe then offers up how he was able to process and move on from the death of his brother i kind of with jamie on this just because i'm going through something does not mean i need you to tell me how to go through and it's not that they're trying to be rude it's just it's not necessary especially if i'm not soliciting 
I mean, all you got to do is say, hey, I may have an inkling of what you're going through as someone who's lost someone as well. If you'd like to talk about it or if you feel that you need to reach out, I'm here for you. That's it. We don't need, because to me, always in those stories, anytime someone says, well, I had a death and then you bring yourself into that conversation, it's pretty much trying to focus. It, it, it's about them in that moment and you're thinking about you. They're not trying to be selfish, but they're unconsciously being so because it is about the person. I mean, grief is going to be different from everyone just because you know what it feels like doesn't mean you can give advice to anyone about how and what they can do to do. I'm sure they know how to assist themselves if they need that. Plus, do we even have that type of closer relationship in which I would like to open up about said grief? Uh, Jamie does take offense at how people think death is something to get over or move on from. That is a lie that we tell ourselves when in reality, death only gets closer. You don't get over it. We're terrified and we hide it away. Hide it away in nursing homes. Don't talk about it. I'm guessing that Jamie comes, and I want to know his backstory. Why he why he's so depressive? He has a very depressive and maniacal outlook on life, or more so, he found a friend in which they both decided to deal with their depression in a in a very unhealthy way in a attempt to feel something. They feel like sociopaths. But I'm going to allow for the show to continue telling its tale before I throw out, you know, um, any definites on it. Jamie does apologize once again. And, and the way he even said it, though, you know, it's it was trying to tell the guy, you know, back the fuck off. Stop telling me about podcasts and whatever the case may be. You know, you're overstepping and he continued to overstep. So I don't think it was wrong for him to get mad. But he even says, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just telling you how I feel on the subject. But then Mitch asked a question and he had a flashback <laughs> to the fancy restaurant where Jamie marvels at his, at Nick's fortune to be afforded a luxury such as this place. But Nick admits that he became successful only after he left having doubts. I'm guessing those doubts were about his own mindset. And so since Jamie thought, hey, if I go make a good life, maybe then I won't have these feelings or have this mindset. So Nick himself decided to do the exact same thing. Jamie apologizes once again. He's done a lot of that. But Nick says, don't worry about it. You helped me. But that having it all, well... It wasn't the answer to anything. If it turns out I'm correct and this is kind of a uh, commentary on suicide or depression, I think they're doing a really good job of showcasing how that can manifest itself and how people try to avoid it. Then we have him going back to the dinner table and she's like, yeah, he said something. He's like, excuse me. And then he ends up passing out. I think I'm skipping over a few things though. Back with uh, Nick. They, they made some illusions here. Because he remarks that he got to the top. To see if maybe he'll have some hope there. But remarks there was nothing to do but jump off. 
this has an effect on Jamie, who too has been chasing a real kind of expectation by choosing to be successful or quote unquote the American dream, i.e. back to the first episode, you know, you decided to come out to the suburbs, make a real life with the picket fence and all that. Nick eventually asked why did he call him and despite admitting that he has a good life it's like that's bullshit you wouldn't have called me otherwise is it the marriage he's like no Leela is great I don't feel anything anymore they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand I will say the whole entire episode I was yelling at Leela I know he dicked you down good but come on girl she takes him to the doctor and they talk about him having anxiety and then the doctor gonna ask what could cause the anxiety really nigga once again if i was his black wife um the first thing i would have said was what do you mean what things could be happening to i mean she had it in her face a little bit but um don't assume my ass that was some bullshit ain't nothing but a baby should be making my stomach look like this this fucking abnormal unless it's a fucking tumor so don't be like oh i didn't know there was a baby you could just be that fat that's not fat you know what fat looks like that's not fat and what part of he was just in a car accident and his friend is dead did you miss in the records jamie visits hospice uh, he just walks out of the room like they're not even discussing him and offers a dying man their water that they couldn't reach poor man calls him billy and tells him he's ready to go oh don't do it yeah yeah oh my god i just knew on the news we was gonna see that an old man died in hospice <laughs> it played out where i thought it was going but still but still harry runs into sonia and tells her she has a right to be concerned she knows that she came off harsh but isn't sorry for it he runs into her at a restaurant or in a diner she invites him to sit down because having a conversation while you're standing is awkward and then she explains that she had a stock a stalker from her modeling sessions he went to jail so there's that and she gets angry when she gets scared harry slips the digits on the pretense of safety She said, um, trying to give you a phone number after someone tells you about a stalker is not... He's like, no. I think, like, Harry, what do you mean no? Stop playing games. I wouldn't have walked over and told her shit other than, okay, yeah, that's your job to make her feel better. Not be like, you know what? You're right. You're so right to be concerned. <laughs> Based on no evidence yet. Uh, instead of just sitting there and taking his meal with her, he literally just went back to his table to awkwardly eat his dinner. And she went back to reading her book. Jamie and Leela discuss drugs for his anxiety, but he declines after his bout with them dealing with depression. So we have ourselves a pattern. Leela wants to talk, but he seduces her instead, and it's Matt Bomer, so... Fuck me, 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 oh my god, okay. They even gave me his ass. It was a good day. Back to the restaurant, Jamie declines trying things. 
they did before as it's crazy and too intense but nick knows it's why he called he tells him to jump going to a nearby table and drowning guests phones before taking a knife and placing it in jamie's hands as he forces it through his palm because this is what's real this was happening while he was fucking leela it shouldn't have been hot but i was kind of turned on she hit a O because he went down and made sure that like that was a very selfless thing to do in the middle of you having a crisis <laughs> about violence afterwards he cries and admits that he is not well as she cradles him harry comes by the next morning and helps him plant the tree harry understands the shock of losing a friend like that he knows no one gets his loss since you know you weren't close to him in years and you didn't tell anyone about him so they have no idea how to contextualize your relationship even leela but he admits nick was an exciting trigger that was bad for him but without him his life feels rather hollow something harry does get because his mother was bipolar something not addressed in season two which would have made a lot more sense super highs and tragic lows are no fucking joke what the actual hell was this admissions thing i was so angry during this scene I, I was just i was angry what kind of parent parents would be like no i don't want my daughter to write her own recommendation letter oh is the exercise and oh i don't think she should have free will oh i give money to this school so you're gonna do whatever this is a fucking high school this is a fucking high school you're out of your goddamn mind one the recommendation letters do is that something people really do because i heard it was a privilege not something in which you just get and yes you should be writing your own fucking recommendation letters why would any this to me felt like some ignorant ass parents and i really felt bad for emma and i'm glad that he stuck up for himself like i think that emma did a really good job she dealt with depression why should she have to hide who she was and got past it because you two are embarrassed by the fact that your child was depressed because you don't understand depression and it reflecting on you black parents though that's a huge problem in the black community right now just saying we need to stop all these stigmas against mental health and then wonder why people got that crazy cousin that's always fucked up and y'all don't talk about him except when it's behind your back and how sad it is but you don't want him to get no fucking help because then that somehow makes you feel bad i mean you feel ashamed is what the word is that really bothers the living crap that whole scene bothered the crap out of me so nick him imagining him stabbing the man i was right with him oh please jesus let me kill this nigga harry and soto review footage after the stabbing where nick encourages jamie to climb up to the top of a building but not to jump just to stand up there embrace the the fall from sanity goodness i don't know sonia sees jamie once again outside her home she goes for a walk around the property and finds a freshly dug grave with a jacket on the shovel boy she does call harry to report it but leaves out seeing jamie once again or did i miss that he calls forensics and in the jacket pocket finds a choice game that he holds on to i used to play those but i don't think it's the same type of game it's more like you know 
What's your favorite color? What boy you like? <laughs> Leela is always chopping vegetables. Bloody hell, it's about as useful as a hot dog at a bloody vegetarian convention. But she is upset that he left his phone at home. She was on the phone with someone else that she thought that they need to go after him because he disappeared after work. She knows that their lives are changing forever in one week when they had this baby. And the only way that they will get through it is if they are a team. But he's already checked out. She admits that she knows he went through something terrible. But he says, I don't want to go back in my mode. She's like, yo, mode? That's the most black she sounded in this whole situation. And I know that she kind of feels blasé by like, oh, I know you went through something. It feels like a, a something to push aside. But she doesn't understand and that's the part that jamie has to comprehend is that she doesn't get how deep the relationship is and how you're suffering because she didn't and still doesn't know that it how far it actually went and why it was so close of a relationship so all she sees is a friend that you were really close to a long time ago 18 fucking years he died yeah it sucks i'm allowing you time to grieve which is why i haven't said anything about your out-of-pocket behavior but at some point i gotta say something and while once again in his mind all he's hearing is someone pushing aside his very real emotions on the other hand the response is going back into your mode like what the fuck is that supposed to mean where you just you know how is that supposed to make me feel? Harry comes to the door. He's like, this is not a good time. And he's like, uh, I need to ask why you dug a grave at Sonia's house. He says he doesn't know anything about it. I don't know to trust him or not. He could be blacking the fuck out. I don't know. He tells Harry to back off. You keep popping up with appearances and accusations. Trying to be my friend, but also trying to be a cop. And if you got evidence of me doing a crime bring me into the station back to that night both men decided to stay at the top of that building nick knows jamie has missed it and that he couldn't take it last time and he is scared that he might bail on him this time i think he did bail but maybe he didn't maybe he just chose to kill nick first they seem to be pretty okay with the situation maybe they have like some type of suicide killing like if i go out i want to go out feeling something and the most intense thing i can think of feeling is destroying other people's lives or killing i don't know harry watches over sonia taking the shift at her place while wifey sleeps we have jamie slipping out back to the hospital to hospice he gives the man whiskey as requested then the end of his life then the end of his life as he thought he really wanted but old man river said evil get the hell out he of course is seen leaving distraught because he almost killed a man <laughs> so death dying and depression not a great cocktail uh it's very easy for that old man to be like i thought i saw someone in here and they tried to kill me but he did turn off them uh you turned it back on before he left i don't know i just know that too many cameras in that hospital for him to be identified as someone who tried to choke out an old man but we'll see what happens in the next episode <laughs> oh 
And that is how we ended. I definitely look forward to uh, seeing what's going on with the center each week, especially when I have a good delectable story like season one to munch on to. So if you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackgirlcouch.gmail.com, you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.